How much time till we're on? Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. In this it is. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews in the chair tonight for Sports Day. Hello to all of our listeners through the Super Radio Network, SCN 1170 in Sydney, SCNQ 693 AM in Brizzy, 1620 AM, SCN on the Gold Coast, SCN track stations, SCN Fanatic through DAB Plus, and all those listeners through the SCN app, wherever you are in the world. Great to have you on board as usual. We love it when you get involved in the show. 0457 736 736 is our text number, or you can get involved about anything Anytime, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our number. Make sure you tell us where you're calling from and, and what you're doing tonight. And, of course, you can get us on the socials as well. TikTok, Sports Day SCN, Instagram, SCNQ, Twitter, Sports Day New South Wales, and the podcast. Grab it at the end of the show. It's a ripper tonight. Sats's last laugh is going to leave you in stitches. Not Scotty, physically. Welcome. Not physically in stitches. Uh, hello, Woogie, and also uh, listeners. You talk about the the listeners reaching out. And I want a shout-out to Mickey G from Woodbury, one of our Lua listeners. He's not part of the WAC pack, is he? No, he's no. He's, he's too clever for yep. the WAC pack. He uh, put a post on on Twitter overnight, actually, just um, reaching out saying, evening lads, uh, didn't get to text in. The evening traffic was dreadful. Of course, he's a bus driver. Yep. Um, still thinking on Ford Larrikins. That's the state of Larrikins that we've been doing. Enjoyed hearing Badge and his tales of earlier era. Cheers last night. So thanks, Mickey G from Woodbury. And he's actually also put a picture of his bus, the Merriweather Beach via Jesmond Bus 12. He's a good man, Mickey. Yeah, he goes to every South game. I see him travel everywhere to go and see the Rabbitohs. And, he's, and his boy, his son, hmm. um, is apparently a handy rugby league player as well. So good on you, Mickey. Nice. Lo- love to hear from you, mate. Thank you very much for that. Boy, if we've got a big show tonight and tomorrow night, let's get to tonight first. The greatest, second greatest wicketkeeper to don the gloves for Australia? No, I think he's the I think he's the greatest wicketkeeper we've had. Did he pave the way for people like Adam Gilchrist? No, I think Rod Marsh did. Yeah, right. Maybe someone before Rod Marsh. But I think Ian Healy, in a sense of the glove work, yep. I'd say that he's our, our greatest. Adam Gilchrist is probably our, our greatest, greatest, our greatest all time, if you're talking about yep. um, other sports and, and having that, that utility value, be able to do everything. Uh, Adam Gilchrist, but this man, Ian Healy. And go remember Ian Healy, not only did the, com- the great combination that he had with Glenn Warney. McGrath, uh, Jason Gillespie, Warney, those sort of people, is that um, not so much, sorry, not Jason Gillespie, but in saying that, um, when Australia was ever in trouble, for whatever reason, a Test match, he was always the one that came out and steadied the ship a little bit. He he did play with Jason Gillespie, yeah, sort of t- more towards the end. That's South African tour where Australia mm. won. Yeah, they knocked over South Africa for for bugger all, and they chased down hundred and twenty odd. Hills tells a good story. Actually, can I get him to tell that tonight? He tells a great story about batting with Warney and Jason Gillespie. He said, I'm not worried about this. We'll knock over these 20-odd runs. We've got, we've got Glenn McGrath at 11. <laughs> so he just tells this story. I was story. just when Warney's helmet was. Yeah. Yeah. Warney's legs were jello. Yeah. Oh, can I get him to tell it? 
It's an amazing story. Yeah. Uh, here, why is Ian Healy joining us? Well, we want to find out what those cheats, the Poms, <laughs> are doing with their baseball. There's there's stories going around this week, and I don't know how much of it's true, but Hills has got his finger on the pulse that they're going to bring the boundaries in. You're going to need more than that against our if our if our pace attack is fully fit. You're going to need more than that. You're going to need more than that. Our bowling attack is better than their bowling attack. You're going to the need problem them. is the boundaries are so short, 60 metres at Edgebaston, the minimum they've got to be is 59, is that when you've got a great pace attack, mm. all you need is a thick outside edge. Yeah, and there It's you not go. long to get to the boundary. There's only so many outside edges, though, Satch. I mean, mm. it's a good way to get off the mark. I yep. mean, who hasn't done that in grey cricket? Never Sharks. hit it. 101 not out against Gregory Terrace. Oh, bull. Just saying. No, no thick edges. Didn't... Um, didn't uh, Michael Kasperwitz nearly kill you in a, a high school game once? Yeah, second ball. <laughs> was he quick then? He gave me a bit of chin song. Yeah. First ball. Chin and, music? Yeah, I'll call it chin song. Okay, sorry. And then uh, it's like, correct me if I'm right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then second ball, I thought the next bit of chin song is coming up as well. And so I, I went back on the back foot thinking, here it comes. And he just, Yorker, and just, <laughs> the middle stump nearly stabbed the wicketkeeper. <laughs> That's how far I went back. Sharks hooker Blake Braley joining us on the show as well. What a great young kid. Uh, 24 years of age, already played something like 93 NRL games. Tremendous player. His brother Jaden had to leave the club so this kid could start playing first grade. He's a tremendous young player. I think he'll play Origin one day, without a doubt. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, it's, this is a big show tonight. Uh, we've also got Simon Orchard uh, with an update on Fat Pizza and also um, the 715 this Saturday night in Newcastle's worth $500,000. Yep. Uh, he will give us a preview of that, and I'm sure our listeners through 2HD will be dying to get to that on Saturday night. That's ridiculous. If you've got a that's ridiculous for us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 0457 736 736. Have you got one uh, to kick off the show tonight, Sats? No. You don't need to because I've got the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Tonight, mm-hmm. tonight the show is raining cats and dogs. Stick with me okay. on this. First of all, we've got a double VIP pass. Oh, we've got two VIP double passes. Yep. To the Newcastle 7.15 Greyhound Racing Saturday night. We just talked about that. What a night. Thanks to Greyhounds New South Wales uh, Racing. It includes entry, food and beverages, plus the best seats in the house. You're actually in the the stalls where the dogs come out of. You're sitting on top yep. with, a, with a plate of chicken nuggets. Yep. No, it's not. It's actually a, a pretty good night. Um, when you hear us... Who let the dogs out? <laughs> when you hear Who this... And that's going to be stuck in your head. We've jumped the shark. Well, no, this is Daddy Vass's big idea. He goes, why don't we play Who Let the Dogs Out? I mean, here, right? I was eating a sandwich at the time. I wasn't even concentrating. So it was nice. It was salad. So that's to win the two VIP double passes. First person to call. Yeah, we'll we'll play that sometime between now and the end of the show tonight, okay? When you hear that, jump on the blower, 1300-01-1170. First caller through, bang. Uh, I suggest it's for our Newcastle listeners, maybe Port Macquarie, Sydney listeners, Central Coast listeners, through SEN Track, your chance to win those Tari. Tari. A couple of hours away. Take uh, Joel Mitt with you as well. Yeah. Um, so that's happening. Why the cats? I got educated in the SEN office yesterday about the Met Awards. Do you know what these are? 
Oh, this is a, it's like a fashion award. In New York. So Ryan Reynolds gave up going to the Meta Awards to celebrate with the Wrexham fans. There you go. Yep. And the Meta Awards, it's it's for tosses. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's for rich, rich tosses. Yep. Uh, one of those is Doja Cat. This is my opinion. My what? daughter's sent me this last What's Doja Cat? Uh, she's a singer, apparently. Okay. okay. What does she sing? I don't know. Daddy, what does Doja Cat sing? Pop. Pop. Okay. Have we got a song she sings? Like, he'll whack it in. That's, uh, listener, that's, that's what it's called he... preparation at its <laughs> yeah. best. And that, when he says whack it in, listener, yeah. he means he's going to put it in the system so I can play it. She was interviewed for someone, from someone yesterday. This, I feel so sorry for the future of our country and yeah. every country around the world. Aria sent me this on Instagram. Your daughter. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The bad tennis player. Yeah. But, and a shocking mood. Mm. That's that one, right? Your, your mate. Yeah. Uh, she sent me this. This is an interview that happened with Doja Cat. And you should hear the idiot interviewer just <laughs> laughing. Have a listen to this. Okay, so tell me all about this. Wow. Oh. I mean, what? who, wait, so who made it? Wow. Is that? Wow. It's Doja Cat. Okay, so answering. something a little different. So, what was your inspiration for tonight? Be honest with me and go into detail. No, stop it. So, what are you excited to see in there today? Is it your first mat? I'll see you in there. (laughs) Did she put a saucer of milk down for her? No. That is ridiculous. There you go. That's ridiculous. Come on, that's ridiculous. That'll do me, Gus. I'm calling BS on the cat thing here that Doge is doing, right? Mm. Like, unless she's clawing my couch at home, you're not a cat. Yep. Unless I see her go to the toilet in a kitty litter box, she's not a cat. Mm. Unless she turns up at the Meta Wards with a dead mouse in her mouth... And drops it at your feet. She ain't a cat. Mm. What about if you? What about if she? You threw her off the roof, and she still landed on her feet. First of all, don't throw your cat off the roof. But they land, always land on no, their feet. But you don't throw them, mate. Sometimes they get on like a fence or a roof, and but they need to jump down. Yeah, they yeah. They never fall on their side or their back. Always fall on their feet. What is this world coming to? I don't know. People buy into it. People were dressed up as cats. Mm. Who buys into that? Junk. People. Cats. Uh, anyway, that's that's my That's Ridiculous uh, tonight. If you've got something, 0457 736 736, 900 games for Wayne Bennett Yeah. this weekend. Jesus has gone under the radar, which Wayne would like, right? Well, yeah. yes and no. I mean, he's very such an introper- introverted person. An introverted? Introver- introverted person, uh, Wayne. Um, but, you know... <laughs> One, it's a, it's an amazing achievement. First person to do it. I don't think we'll ever see it ever again, to be quite honest. And that's just the games that he's coached in the New South Wales Rugby League, which mm. his first year was 1987 with mm. with the Canberra Raiders. With all Don Ferner, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, all the way through. They went through to the grand final, got beaten by the Seagulls. Now, that doesn't include the games where he started coaching Ipswich in 1966 or 60, sorry, 76, 77 after he retired. And then he went through and... and Coached in the Brisbane Rugby League, winning comps there with South Magpies as well. So, oh, I can't even imagine how many games he's coached overall. And you, you wouldn't be able to have enough. If you had to sit down and interview him, 
you wouldn't have enough hours in the day to talk about some of the greatest highlights, some yeah. of the biggest lowlights, some of the most influential players that he's coached. You'd love to be able to have that interview and to be able to sit there and talk about you know, some of those players in his life that, that went the unsung heroes, mm. the ones that he saw that were so important to a side that not a lot of other people saw. Players for the Brisbane Broncos like John Plath, who played every position. When Alfie was out or Kevy was out or anyone was out, John Plath was the one. And now his son uh, is there, but he's signed with just, the Dolphins. Yeah, just yeah. signed with the Dolphins. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's an amazing achievement. I, I want to I mean, ask you. Yeah. Okay. At 900 games, and the NRL said they're going to celebrate it in some way. I don't know whether they're going to do it over Hopefully not a big round. bloody cake of 900 candles. So, like wedding anniversaries, you know, mm. like your first year, the, the present is paper. Ten years, I think is I think is diamond, a jewelry, diamond jewelry. Um, I just had twenty five this year. That was gold. Well, twenty years is China, Thir- not go to China, but oh. China, as in cutlery and plates and stuff. What? Thirty years is pearl. Not st- you don't buy Steve Renoff for the night, right? It's just well, you pearl. don't get him a necklace. Yeah. Like he's not into that. Yeah, some might enjoy pearl necklace, but um, but uh, Wayne Bennett. What would what? the NRL? What would the NRL buy him? What what's What's a gift you could give him? 0457 736 736. Other than oxygen, I'm not sure, Sats. <laughs> I don't he know loves what... his cattle. Does he? He's got, he's got, a, he's got a farm in the, what they call a scenic rim in between sort of Brisbane and the Gold Coast, a few hours away from Brisbane. Uh, he loves his cattle. He loves his farm and his horses and maybe something. Do they buy him a head of cattle? And what do they call it? Does he name them after his players, some of his old players? His great loves. Like, I think you mentioned this off the air, Darius. Yeah. There might be a miniature cow, which is Alf. Tiny little True. legs. True. Yeah. So what do we get, Wayne, for his 900th game as coach? Do you want some uh, Doja Cat? Is it Doja or no, Doja? Don't want any more of it. But that doesn't sound like the interview. not a bad song. Don't mind that. Uh, I could dance to that. Hey, this is before we go to the break and we get Ian Healy, the great heels, uh, the king of Brisbane Airways of the morning, on. Um, you've been banging on about this. You and I have had ideas with Badge in the past. We've got to get Rat on this train too, by the way. Which We should be celebrating stuff. We've been banging on about this since the first year. For Magic Round. 2019 was the first year of Magic Round. Now, you reckon this should be separate awards, don't you? I've always thought there should be on the Thursday night down Caxton Street. I think there should be a. Uh, well, how would you explain it? Like a, um, like a parade, which every club's got their own float. I love this. Yeah, I love and this. I think Magic Round because it's special. We should have awards like best try, um, best try celebration as a team or as an individual. I don't, I don't, the listeners may come up with some some different ideas around. Um, some of the different awards we could have. Give it monetary awards as well, and that player or team can donate it to their, their favourite charity, whatever it may be. I think there's so much more we can do around Magic Round. It's, I mean, it's a great event as it is. But this, this idea that we came up with, it was last year or the year before, it was after they scrapped the Thursday night game. Yes. Because remember, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we thought about at first, maybe, you know, like the old junior rugby league teams, and they walk around – and they've got their big banner in front of them. <laughs> then somehow it evolved to floats. Floats. Uh, like the Mardi Gras. Yeah. And we celebrate rugby league in its finest. Mm-hmm. And 
I think to celebrate, this is my idea. So we have a, what is it, parade down Caxton Street? Parade down Caxton Street floats. Thursday all, night. Thursday night. I think the float that should lead this year, this is just my, I'm just spitballing here, right? Yeah. Why don't we get to celebrate the Dolphins coming into the competition and Wayne playing his, his coaching his 9 They game. should be last. So oh. they get no. They so they get all the all the attention. No, I reckon they should be first. I think they should first? kick it off because okay. I don't think there's anything better in rug, rugby. In, where are you? Rugby league. Yeah. There's nothing better on a Thursday night, Caxton Street. While I've got a kebab in my hand from mm. that kebab shop there, that the Dolphins lead the parade with Wayne in like a f- giant fish tank riding a dolphin. I like it. Like the kiddies, you got to think kids. Boom, I love it. What what would the kids like to see? Wayne in like a cowboy hat. Yep, wearing some stirrups. Mm. Um, no pants, just riding, riding this dolphin. Where did no, where did no pants come from? Well, that gives you the effect of the stirrups. Okay. You know, the chaps, whatever oh, they okay. call yep. them. Yeah. Yep. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, I like it. I I'd like it if he had chaps and the village people mustaches. There well. you go. See. Yeah. But well, I like I like the idea of. Seriously, doing a parade on the Thursday night down Caxton Street. Each club has got a has got a float, an NRL float as well, with maybe some former players on it, whatever it may be. Mm. Um, some of the clubs that aren't in the comp anymore, let's say a North Sydney Bears one. Yes, an, an actual an actual bear. <laughs> it's on the back of it. A live bear. If it gets loose. It's just I like chaos. it. Yeah, but that's not good for the kids. Yeah. Mm. So who would it be? Gary Larson walking the bear down Caxton Street, yeah, or Dave Fairley? He could just headbutt the bear if it gets out of control. <laughs> Greg Florimo wrestling it later on at the Caxton in the car park. West Tigers, that'd have to be at the rear. Yep. Oh, you put them last. You can't say that. Why? Well, they're coming last on the ladder. I'm just looking at things. We've got to spice up. I mean, of course, Newcastle won't be there. Oh, they got the bye. They won't be. In, they won't be in the parade at all. Yeah, but they can be because they got the bye. They can just like get on it. Right. They can get on it. They won't go past the Caxton Hotel. Yeah. Now, Daz from the Shire, 0457 736 736. He said, great idea, guys. I love the idea. Also, every player gets to choose a song when they score a try. So that plays over the – Love it. Great idea. So this is what we want. Yeah. You're an Mm. ideas man. What have you got for us? Any ideas for your club's float? Or some ideas around different awards for Magic Round. Giant hamstring for the Manly Seals for Tommy, just a spare one. Just in case. Just in case. Mm-hmm. Mm. 0457, I've run out of ideas. 0457 736 736 is our text line or 1300 01 1170. Got to go to a break. The man who's into Doja Cat, he loves Doja Cat. Ian Healy. <laughs> Is he the greatest wicketkeeper to represent Australia? Actually, we have got a uh, we've got a message here, text message here around heels. Gilchrist and heels is Australia's greatest gloveman? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I'd say Oldfield and Marsh were better. Marsh was good. He yeah, was great. I don't know about Oldfield, but oh, his heels was good, wasn't he? Oh, four five seven seven three six seven three six. Join the conversation. Ian Healy joins us next. He's a bit of pussycat to take us out to the break. This is Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. And easily stumped there by Ian Healy. And a big appeal there from Ian Healy. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, there is some of his work uh, on the cricket pitch, commentated there by uh, Ian Chappell. Nowadays, well, he's the king of Brisbane Breakfast Radio, one half of the Patton Hills Brekkie Show on SENQ. Ian Healy, welcome to Sports Day for Australia Made Week, starting on May 15th. What's that? What's starting May 15th? Australia Made Week, Hills. Well, what? Today? No, May fi- no, it's the third. No, they're our sponsor. Hello, are you on the source? You know, oh. you know, we're on oh, the air. Right, you're not yeah. out with Chris no, Johns, yes, are you? I did, but it... no, no, he's in America, so he's gone. <laughs> no, he is. I'm right, just so saying. Australia made week. That's good, mate. Listen, what do you think? Before we get into the cricket rubbish that's out at the moment, re the Poms bringing the boundaries in so they can get some runs and support their baseball concept. What do you think yeah. of mine and Sats's idea, Magic Round? You know, we used to have the Thursday night game, Heels. We're, we're pro- proposing a parade of all the teams, minus Newcastle this year because they've got the bye, um, doing a parade down Caxton Street for the kiddies and families to get along. You know, Wayne riding a, a dolphin in some chaps, leading the parade yep. in his 900th game. Thoughts, Ian Healy? Yeah, I, I think we should do something in the city. Um, I don't know whether it's Thursday or uh, two imposing on the teams that are here, but um, yeah, I, I like something. We, we should look at the Calgary Stampede, and uh, they do things through the town, and uh, just to make a bit bigger thing of it. But but yeah, yeah bigger bigger minds are onto that than us, in not they? Yeah, can't wait for the Ashes heels. Uh, you okay with the squad chosen? You you happy with it? Oh, I'm okay. Um, I, I think. Uh, we need a spinner that goes the other way. We've got two off spinners, Nathan Lyon and uh, Murphy, Todd Murphy. So uh, I don't think we need two offies. If we're going to have two offies, let's get a leggy or a, a left arm orthodox in there. Um, I, I'm, yeah, we've got more batting batting reserves on the bench than bowling reserves. Um, so that's I, I wouldn't mind seeing Nisa in the squad uh, and maybe have an all-rounder, have Mitch Marsh, if, uh, you know, playing in county cricket like Ness is. Mm. Um, and so you can call on him if we need to. But we could be a little bit wasteful there, having two two all-rounders that mightn't play and, and two batsmen, Renshaw and Harris, on the bench, as well as Inglis and Mitch Marsh. So there's four out-and-out batsmen, if you wanted them like that, to sitting there doing not much and not many bowlers, only Scotty Boland and the two spinners. Sporty Gav has texted in on our text line, listening to us on 2HD like he does every night. He says, hey, Sats, Woogie and Heels, how can the selectors ignore Cam Bancroft's Sheffield Shield form and here, go with here. Marcus Harris? Here, here. Well, there's, yeah, and Michael Nees far and away the best bowler in the Sheffield Shield this year. So um, they both got ignored. Um, so that, that they were gutsy selections. Um, Bancroft's footwork doesn't really thrill me in England. Uh, he gets squared up and knocked over a little bit, um, so they want, might have been scared of that. Uh, he's over there, so he could be called upon at any time, I, I guess. 
Um, but Marcus Harris had a decent uh, shield season as well. Don't, I, I think he made 500, so so he's he's done plenty to deserve to be there. Um, but I'd probably put Renshaw in before Marcus Harris if they need to replace uh, David Warner. But interesting, they got two opening batsmen sitting on the bench. Are they thinking that Kuwaja and Warner are a bit wobbly and shaky? I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Um, we'll talk about the World Test Championship before uh, in a moment. But about these boundaries, these boundaries coming in heels, uh, apparently the rules say that it must be a minimum 59 metres from the centre of the pitch. Edge Baston, first test will be 60, 60 metres. This could easily backfire on England with, with the strength of our, with our batting order. Yeah, I don't think it's going to help. I think it's a silly, overthinking piece of work uh, by England people um, so, because they're, they're massive hitters. They they can hit it as long as anyone. So I don't know. They certainly don't need that. But what this will create is mishits going for six. So the bowler achieves uh, getting the batsman to make a mistake and it still carries the rope, you know, which is which is false cricket. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd like to. See, I thought the minimum, and it must be just the average, is 65, um, and and that, you know, the, these are female boundary lengths uh, that they're talking. These minimums. That's what the the women play to, and you know, these men are way way uh, more powerful than that. You know, Harry Brook can hit it with the end of the bat to, <laughs> to that far. So so they just have to be careful. It's not going to help or hurt one side more than the other, but. I guess I think we're going to have to bowl really aggressively and get at the bodies of these Englishmen, especially the top order. So that might be what they're looking to do. Like even a miss-hit pull shot or a hook shot off the nose uh, could go for six and stay out of trouble. Heels Craig, one of our callers, thinks that Dave Warner will love the short boundaries. Um, do, do you yeah. do you think he's an automatic selection for the World Test Championship and, and that will be his audition for the Ashes? Albeit, though... The World Test Championship, they're playing with a kookaburra ball and then, of course, you've got the Duke for the Ashes series, which he struggled yeah. against in the last tour. Yeah, he hasn't got a good record in England, full stop. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's an audition and he should make full use of the kookaburra over there uh, and get himself going. I've noticed his footwork is quite stagnant over the last couple of seasons. So he's just got to move his front foot out to the ball better. He, he just plants his feet way too early and waits for a ball to come into a zone where he can swing at it rather than move to it or in behind it. Um, so I'd like to see his footwork become much more versatile and he'll be right then. His balance will be great. So, um, But, yeah, make the most of the, the uh, kookaburra because it won't move around as much as the Dukes does uh, and... Uh, then you'll get a game. But, yeah, it's, it's an audition. The first game against India at the Oval in London on June 7, I think that starts, is yep. uh, is his audition. I, I fear if he may... I don't actually fear. He, he's probably good enough to turn a corner when needed. But if he makes um, 21 and 19, what do they do with him, you know? Mm. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see what they've done. But they've certainly got batting cover if needed, for the first two tests uh, of the Ashes. So interesting, they've split the selections for the World T, uh, TC final and two tests of the Ashes. Then they're going to re-pick or add or subtract to the squad. That I've never heard of that before. Mm. Now, Stuart Broad, uh, everyone 
every uh, the player that every Australian loves to dislike uh, when the Ashes come around. Well, he never walked when he hit the cover off that ball a couple of what, a couple of, well, about 10 years ago. Yeah, he, he, should, he took over from Kevin Peterson. Yeah, but why would you? <laughs> well, it went to second yeah, slip heels. Yeah. out of petrol, mate. <laughs> now, yeah, uh, but he said, no, he still don't walk. He probably, he, I couldn't, you know, there was a review, the review system, and he, he probably looked up and he thought, I'm going here. And then the ref gives, the umpire gives it not out. And then he goes, oh, well, I'll review it. Oh, hang on, they haven't got a review left either. I'm home here. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, now he's throwing the first hand grenade over the fence with the, the comments around, yeah, the COVID ashes was null and void, and he seems to be the go-to man when you want to get um, when you want to get some controversy around the upcoming series. When you were playing, who was the always the who was the the odds-on favourite to to make a comment that was going to uh, spark some, whether it's an English player or an Aussie player. Um, no, we got the English team and game in a pretty soft spot in our time. Um, be, be just my, my first Ashes series, Ian Botham was still in it, but he was sort of just hanging in there. Um, he would have been the one that would stir things up through the 80s. Now, this was 1989. Uh, with Both countries had been through South African rebel tours and a split in our cricket. Um, and so the, the England guys were quite meek and mild in our time. And, and that's why we were able to dominate them. What happened to us was, I think the journalists fired us up the most. Tony Gregg wrote an article about our pie throwers, our uh, attack, uh, which couldn't get wickets in England, and uh, Terry Alderman started to say, oh, is that right, is it? Mm-hmm. So, so we held that against Greggy all the, the whole tour, and our batsmen made a bucket load of runs. So it, rather than England, it, it was really the, the journos who called us the worst to leave town. Mm. Hills, before we let you go, and by the way, happy birthday for Sunday. I haven't wished you happy birthday yet, mate. What are you, 40 something now? Um, Thank you, Jack. No worries, mate. Can yeah, I. Something like that. <laughs> hey, can I just. I, I witnessed Hills tell a story a couple of weeks ago at, at a golf club. Uh, we had a Ronald McDonald House charity luncheon. He told this great story about the comeback win in South Africa. Hills, we've got a couple of minutes. Can you relive that story for our listeners? It's one of the best stories. <laughs> I've ever heard you tell, and and the way you describe Warner, uh, uh, Warn, sorry, when he came to the crease was Warnie. hilarious. Warnie, when he came to the crease. <laughs> oh, mate. So, well, I was batting eight, and and we we'd turned the match around. That's for like we were we were 180 runs behind. They were basically none for 180 after day two. We were out for 130. They made 209 first, and they were none for 100. I'd say they were 180 in front of us, all 10 second wicket, innings wickets in hand, and three days to go. We're in a bit of trouble here. Anyway, the next day, Dizzy Gillespie gets cleans them up for about another 80, 80 runs, and we've got to make 270 to win. I'm batting number eight. Um, I'm, I'm walking out to bat. Mark Ward's out for 116. Well played, Junior. We'll be right, mate. We've got these 12 runs to win. Michael Bevan's out there. First ball I'm out there, Bevo gets out. Oh, gee, where's... And I'm not in very good form. So so uh, Bevo's gone. Warney comes out the bat. And, and he goes, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, God, the dressing room's really nervous in there. And then I said, Warney, what's wrong with your helmet? And he says, yeah, I can't see anything out of this. And his grill was all crooked <laughs> because he would have slammed it against the wall getting out last time. And he hasn't put it back on his head or hasn't checked that it was out of shape, right? 
Anyway, he makes three, and then he's the worst in-swing batsman ever, and that's what Jacques Callis is bowling, real late in-swingers. And he, he hits a three, and we need nine to win. And then he gets out LBW. Oh, God, now I'm getting nervous. I haven't had a hit yet. And Dizzy Gillespie comes out the bat. And uh, Dizzy, just just block this over out, mate, and I'll see how I go. And anyway, he, he did that. And then uh, I happened to hit a a four. And then I, that left us five to win. And I, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll fiddle something through through slips, you know, and get it down the third man for four. Surely between all of us, we got McGrath left yet. We can make one that was that nerve-wracking. Anyway, I hit a stick. I hit a stick, so it just flicked it off my legs, and, and we just could not believe it. It was a great feeling. That, that was it. But Warney was a classic. He, he was, that's Warn, isn't it? He rushes out, can't see anything, slogs a three, gets out, and he goes into the dressing room and probably bemoans it's his helmet's fault. You know, but yeah, it was a good day. One of Australia's great victories, though. One yeah. of the, one people, of the great wins. And a lot wins. of people, as I said on the day, Jay, yeah, yeah, a lot of people say to me, oh, what about that 100 you made in Port Elizabeth? I made 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hills, we love you, mate. Listen, we better let you go. You've got to go for breakfast tomorrow on SENQ. You and Mark Braybrook tomorrow. Big show, DCE, uh, on the show tomorrow. So look forward to hearing that. Hills. Yeah. Mate, uh, loving your show, and thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day. And give us a little bit of insight into those cheating poms as we prepare for the Ashes. Yeah, don't be too hard, mate. But we've got got our hands full beating them, but I think we can. All right, beauty. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Hills. There he goes. Oh, he's a great one, isn't he? I love his his memory and recollection of every ball from his career. He knows every ball that he's either faced oh. or someone else's faced is. He's one of the great storytellers. Uh, he, t- he put a bit of colourful language around that story at this at this golf lunch. It was, and like he did say earlier, he goes, oh, we've got, we got McGrath in the sheds. <laughs> we'll be fine. Ian Healy there, break time. Uh, when we come back, we've got a heap of stuff uh, coming up on Sports Day, uh, including a news update, thanks to Polaris. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews, and great to have Ian Healy on for Australian Made Week. Kicks off May 15th. Look for the green and gold kangaroo logo. Time for a news update now. Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. I guess the big breaking news, Sats, uh, is that Russell Crowe, it's confirmed. Mm. Rusty, the man who's an Academy Award winner, the man who owns the Rabbitohs. Yep. Will be joining us tomorrow night on Sports Day. Matt Rogers has come through with the goods. Can you believe it? Well, we don't know whether it was whether it was Rat or whether it was his beautiful wife. Oh, Chloe, maybe mm. she. She knows Rusty, does she? We're still trying to get to the bottom of that. Okay, I don't we, care we think, how we got it we done. We think that Rat is taking a lot of the rap for this, where yeah. his wife Chloe yeah. may have played a major role. No, fair call. Fair call. I I don't care how we got him. Oh, yeah, I agree. I just want to try and punish Rat somehow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Russell Crowe on the show tomorrow night. 
as we talk all things. Well, he's got a tour. He's got a. a, a he's doing a, so some gigs around Australia. He's it's on a real st- regional pub tour, isn't it? Which is great to see. Well, he's also going to places like Sydney, and Melbourne. And yeah, yeah, He's playing the Opera Bar as yeah. one of the. But he's, you know, he's also doing the Gold Coast and and northern New South Wales. So he's doing Port Mid Coast, Port Macquarie. He's doing Byron Coughs. He doesn't, at least he can go home to his own bed when he plays Coughs. Then he does uh, Sunshine Coast. B-Way's doing Australia yeah. Zoo. Yeah, he is. That's, yeah. that's an interesting gig. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on it's stage. In the, apparently it's in the... The, the Crocosseum? The, yeah. He's in where the crocodiles... Well, they're on the guitar. They're, yeah. on, they're on guitar, the Crocs. Now, I, I reckon... Um, I don't even get the chance. Google his performance with Amy Shark on the weekend on the Sunshine Coast cool, eh? with Groove in the Moo. Yeah, 15, what, 12, 15,000 people? Or Incredible. Whatever. Russell Crowe, tomorrow night on Sports Day. It's official. Tassie's been granted a license by the AFL to become the 19th AFL team. Sats, let me put this to you and get your thoughts. Pretty uh, clever uh, from the AFL on the week of Magic Round in the NRL to make two major announcements this week new CEO and also a new team ending the competition. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's great news for the AFL. I, th- I think it's you know, great foresight to go to a, a state that it, that lives and breathes the sport as well. And as we know, there's been a, a couple of the sides have taken games down there continuously for a lot of years. Well, Hawthorne, Hawthorne as well. Yeah. yeah, the Tasmanian government have, have pumped money into Hawthorne for a while to take games down there. I don't know whether that'll still happen. Probably won't. But in saying that, um, they deserve it. They definitely deserve a side. In the same week as Magic Round, yeah, it probably is strategic. But if you're a rugby league fan, you go, oh, oh well, this is what's happening in the AFL. In the AFL, you get very excited. Um, but, yeah, we spoke about it last night, about the name. They can't call it the Tassie Devils because Warner Brothers have trademarked that name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've seen some some names that are thrown up today, like Taz, the Tasmanian Terriers. Yeah, no. Mm, so. There's got to be something kids will associate with, but it's also got to be something that is special to Tasmania. Hmm. The Lumberjacks. Isn't that already being used? I don't know. There's well, the Jumping Jacks. One well, of the Lumberjacks. Yeah, we, one's an ant. Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I go much on that. Uh, if you've got an idea, 0457 736 736, just in some rugby league. Hey, just, uh, yeah. yeah, on rugby league news, just quickly, Alex Johnston's 200th game this week. Incredible. Yeah. How many tries? 169, I think. In 199 games. Yeah, he was 19 when he played in that that uh, grand final in 2014. He bombed a try on the weekend, didn't he? A couple. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, we've got to quickly get through this. Ben Eichen on the verge of a Brisbane Broncos exit. Looks like he might be – well, he's talking to the QRL well, about this, their top job. This is also this is also raised a, a couple of months ago. Um, it, was all, it was quickly – uh, knocked on the head, but it just seems as though that maybe maybe his his role at the Broncos has probably been diluted a little bit more than what we know, and and he'd be great. He would be he'd oh, be great awesome. in that role. He's a great guy. Yeah, but Kenty's been playing up ever since he left NRL three sixty. Yeah. Mm. Can he go back there and pull him in the line? Uh, and finally, this is interesting. Tigers have had uh, officially held talks with Manly about the future of Josh Schuster. Uh, willing to sign the 5'8", if Manly pays some of the current contract. Is that a player you want at your club if you're trying to rebuild? Oh, he's 21. And we spoke about this at length last night, Rad and I. And, you know, he's obviously got a very bad work ethic. Uh, and he'll improve as as he gets older and matures and, and has influential people around him who teach him how to how to be an NRL player week in, week out. So maybe he's not mature enough as, at the moment. Um, I, I hope to God that 
that he's not trying to sabotage himself at the Manly Seagulls so he can get over to the Tigers because um, it's not a good look. But anyway, he's he's a very talented young kid. He's just got to uh, he's just got to find what's really important in any sport is to have a really good mentality around your work ethic. Yep, yeah, fair call. Polaris Centre financial deals uh, are on now. Get up to three thousand dollars free accessories on Polaris Rangers. Uh, Sharks fans, Blake Braley joining us after 7 o'clock tonight. But up next, we'll get to your texts on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. Don't forget, sometime before 8 o'clock tonight, we're going to give away a double pass, a VIP double pass to the Newcastle 715 uh, Greyhound Racing on Saturday night. So this includes entry, complimentary food and bev. Listen for who let the dogs out. Text messages, Sats, they are flying through. On a number of issues we spoke about tonight, a uh, number of topics. Wayne's present for his 900th game. I think the NRL should buy him a personality. Renzo, no, Renzo, he's actually a, he's a really nice guy. He's got a great personality if you get used to, if you get uh, close to him. Um, Steve Hello? says, Woogs, don't make him promises about the last laugh. You're it's a ripper tonight. It is a ripper. Steve, you're wrong. You're on the you're on the wrong float there. Should he? Should he? Should he get? You are. No. Uh, not, not there yet. Not yet. It. Uh, we spoke about the, the the floats on Thursday night, and every team has a float going down Caxton Street, and just opening magic round. I think it's a great idea. Get the kiddies involved, and we said the North Sydney Bears yes. should have one. Illawarra Steelers yep. could have one, just in in memory of some great clubs. Yeah. And uh, six one nine says, I hope it's not the Cocaine Bear. No, you can't. That's a movie. That's not for the kids. Yeah, that's. No. It wouldn't be. No. Uh, boys, are you beginning to sound like Roy and HG? They would have suggested Wayne to be in no pants also. That's from Ryan. That's a lovely compliment. Thank yep. you, Ryan. Uh, that's a fantastic idea. Caxton home ground. I work with a cockroach and he's scared of Caxton Street. Yeah, a lot of cockroaches are. Yes. Except for Benny Elias. Ask Ryan He embraces Girdler. it. Yeah, Ask Ryan, Ryan Girdler. He's petrified of it. Uh, I'm not getting on this train. Wayne Bennett and arseless chaps. That's from Rat. Rat would wear chaps. Oh, he's wearing them right now yeah. while texting us yeah. tonight. Mm. Well, he's whipping up the mashed potato at and home. And a gimp mask on. <laughs> Keep your texts coming through. 0457 736 736. Sharky fans, stand by straight after this break. Blake Braley joins us here on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. Hines down the sideline, dummying, stepping, only one to beat. The offload for Blake Braley to scoot away, looking for the go-ahead try and getting it. He got there. He got there in the end, Sats. Great try to... Blake Braley, who's joining us in sports. So before we throw to him, I heard our colleagues, uh, Joel and Fletch, refer to him as a face of a 
pop he, star. He should be in a boy band. A boy band. They it, said he never looks he never looks tired. He is super fit. Yep. But he looks like he should be in a boy band. And I'm saying Robbie Williams former band, take that. Oh, take he wouldn't know who take that is, no, though. No, he's too young. One direction. If they if one direction He looks like a little bit like Nile. Who's from not, one which one's Nile? No one knows what he's Nile the Irish looks one. like. Do yeah. you, all right, let's bring him in. Uh, Blake, do you look like Niall from One Direction? <laughs> I have no idea. I've I've um, only just heard of that, and I actually don't know who One Direction is. Oh, you so. do! Oh, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> hey, uh, Blake, um, you're living in the Shire. Great place to live. Uh, who's the king of the Shire? Is it the, is it a Sharks player, or or is it another um, player from another yeah. club? Because half the clubs, half the players in the clubs. Live in the Shire, so who's the king? Yeah, it's a lot of um, other players from different teams live in the Shire just because of the lifestyle. And yeah, um, obviously it's hard to go past Nico Hines. He's you can catch him most days down at the water um, with his shirt off, tanning, with <laughs> yeah. a fireball. He's mm. he's living it up at the moment. He's got that Heath Ledger look about him, hasn't he? The, oh, he does. Hair. Yeah. Now yeah. you see, you know, we see this articulate and compassionate human, and he's tremendous role model for the game, but you see his flaws, you know, whether you're in the dressing sheds or whether you're having a beer with him behind closed doors, there's got to be something that's negative about him. <laughs> oh, I don't know if there's anything too much, but maybe his hygiene. He's um, yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty yeah. well known not to shower. I think um, that wet hair look is actually some sweat and grease <laughs> that's just built up over time. So yeah. if anything, it's probably that. And also I think Matty Moreland said he's going bald. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 What? Matty Moylan. Matty Moylan can't talk either. Matty Moylan. Hey, how wonderful were those scenes what? in the dressing rooms last week with the poor green medal, him getting it and giving it back to, to Greeny's kids? It must have been a special place to be last week. Yeah, it was. Um, obviously, with the the occasion it was and the poor green medal is really, really special. The build up was um, was there. We also learn a lot about Paul Green, his, his career and um, the impact he had on the Sharks Club and the community. And for Nico to, you know, donate his jersey and the medal was, yeah, just an icing on the cake and just shows what kind of um, person he is. And not just a great footballer, but he's even a better person. You know, I like I like what you just said then, like because Souths, I, I, I'm a South supporter, so my views are biased here, but Souths are, are pretty good at, you know, acknowledging and celebrating the past with the club. Is that something the modern-day player is interested in, in getting to know where their club has come from? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, especially the Sharks, we, um, you know, always look back at the players that have worn the jersey before us. And uh, Ronaldo's big about how he talks and how, you know, you're not, you don't own the jersey, you just have a purpose and you need to serve the club and the community. So... Um, yeah, we definitely dive deeper into the club's history, where it's been, and um, you know we're constantly talking about that 2016 team and the past players that really built the club and um, you know really made the Sharks' name and um, you know the culture they started before we were even around. I think it's a, a good side of what the window of a soul of a club is. How much mm. they know about their history is really important. Now, one place that every NRL player hated to visit in the Shire. Not Northies, because that was a good place to go to, of course, Blake. <laughs> Hogs breath? Yeah. No, no, I'm joking. Wanda Sandhills. <laughs> now, does Wanda Sandhills still get used a lot? Yeah, it does, actually. Um, you know, during the pre-season, it's um, a pretty 
prominent spot for you know juniors and NRL teams to go and sort of test your fitness. We had a, a grueling three-day camp there where we didn't sleep too much and we were sleeping on the sand dunes. So, um, yeah, it's what? definitely not a fun place to be. And whenever they surprise you there, you know you're in for a tough day. I hate it there. It's, it, it's tough. It's terrible. So take us through why so is it, it so tough. It doesn't matter how fit you are, Jason. Blake's yeah. one of the fittest players in the NRL. Yeah. And he just said it. I hate going there. Is it fair to say, uh, Blake, that when you know that Wanda's on, straight away you get the you get the death wobbles, don't you? It's you're so nervous because it's so hard yeah. on the body, isn't it? Yeah, just mentally, when the coaches say we're heading there, you know, you just sort of drop your head a little bit because you know how heavy your legs are going to feel, how sore you're going to be the next day, and it feels like when you run up it, you take one step forward and two steps backwards. It's just it's honestly like you're walking through quicksand and you got to push the bigger boys up there. So, yeah, like I'm one of the fittest in the in the club and, you know, I'll probably be in the middle of the pack. It's, it's just so tough there. I, I'm not a big fan of the sand dunes. Mm. Is, it, is it just a, a pre-season thing, the Wanda yeah. Sand Hills? Or is Too it heavy on the body? It, it, it's not punishment if you have a bad loss, is it, Blake? <laughs> well, I hope we um, don't lose too badly to find <laughs> out. But, um, yeah, normally it's just a, a pre-season thing and, um, you know, some of the bigger boys go there more than I do, um, you know, because they've enjoyed their off-season a bit too much and need to drop a few kilos, so they're, they're normally down there more than I am. Yeah, they're 30 or 40 metres high, and they just go forever. Now, um, we asked you off air, are you a yeah. golfer on your day off, which is today, and it's great that you've taken time to, to catch up with us tonight, but now you said you're, you're more of a, a surfer down by the beach because you are a shy boy. You played for Aquinas Colts, one of the junior clubs there. Now, Fitzy, your coach, one of the world's greatest human beings <laughs> and also loves his surfing. Now, do the players go surfing with Fitzy or is that a no-no? No, we, um, we definitely go surfing with the coaches. You're um, a suck. Daniel Holdsworth, <laughs> a, You're a, a good suck, surfer there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I won't say he's any good, but he, um, <laughs> no, he definitely, he definitely gets out there with us and Daniel Holdsworth and um, a few of the High performance staff gets out there well. We've got a, a good little crew of us that go out on the day off and get away from footy and the, the source of recovery. So, um, you know, it's great. Normally the the worst surf of the day shouts brekkie and coffee. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always a bit of fun. Yeah, nice. Now, we um, we had one of your, your very comical and, and humorous and lighthearted teammates on Toby Rudolph a few weeks ago. He must be bored at the moment. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't he How be annoying. A, he'd be a pest. How now, annoying. He was telling us that if anyone is late to anything, they've got to do a jiu-jitsu wrestle with the coach, Craig Fitzgibbon, who I've just got to say, he's just got his brown belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, no, That's just thanks. one under a black. Yeah. Have you had to do that yet? No, thankfully not. I, um, I know a couple of boys have been late and that's their, their punishment and I can tell you what, he's he's pretty skillful, he's strong, he's oh, yeah. he's sort of built like a broomstick, but once he's on the ground, he's pretty hard to handle. <laughs> we won't send that to him. Nah. We promise. Like a python, he just wraps his, <laughs> that long body around yeah. him. Yeah. Mate, you're only 24 years old, yeah. 93. He gets his. Yeah. Sorry, go, go, mate. Yeah, no, he's just, he doesn't look strong, but yeah, he's just, he's got these long limbs and long <laughs> arms, he can... Put you in these chokeholds, and he he lets you know about it definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we won't even pass any of that info on to him. I was just going to say, you're 24 years of age, 93 games into your NRL career already. Are you looking forward to, to like your 100 game milestone? And how many games do you? I don't know, Sats. How many games do you reckon he'll chalk up 
He's only 24, 93 games. I'm going to say 276. Are you looking forward to your 100th? Have you got it marked on the calendar? Yeah. Yeah, it was actually... Um, I actually didn't realise I was closer than I really am. And, um, yeah, it's against that um, St. George local derby, which... Um, oh, oh you'll win that. Well, you'll win that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. But, um, yeah, always those derby games are obviously really competitive. And, um, yeah, to be 24 and approaching my 100th games is, um, yeah, pretty special. And, you know, it's all, always that cliche, you're happy to play one. But, yeah, to be able to play 100 for your local club and the club you grew up supporting is um, another, you know, cherry on top. Mm. We've asked a couple of veterans over the last week or so about, you know, footy and do they actually watch any footy and, is you know, and the game nowadays, is it the best it's ever been? So it's a two-part question. Is the game the best it's ever been? And are, are there any other players in the NRL that you like to watch? Um, yeah, I think, you know, the talent's, you know, getting better. There's a lot of young players coming through, um, you know, especially at um, the Sharks Club there. You've got some great young prospects and some good players coming through that's going to boost the game even more. Um, you know, I wish the boys there would be getting smaller, but um, they seem to be getting bigger and stronger and faster every year. And I'm not getting any taller or any bigger, so that doesn't help. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoy watching most most games, most, most footy. Um, you know, I enjoy watching the halves. Um, you know, pretty closely. They're pretty smart with how they play. And, um, you know, I used to be a halfback myself, so, you know, I like watching Cherry Evans and those sorts of players, you know, play around. And um, obviously, Cam Munster, the way he plays and, um, you know, just how free he plays and how hard he is to handle, it's uh, pretty impressive to watch. Refreshing, isn't it, Sats? Oh, I, I, I love it. I, it absolutely infuriates me when I, when I talk to a, an NRL player who doesn't watch any rugby league. I don't get it. Well, you don't study your opposition or just enjoy the game. So yeah. at 24 years of age, Blake, are you still living at home? <laughs> no. I'm actually um, – I moved out about a year ago with Teague Wilton. So, oh, nice. Um, we've got a, a nice little um, – yeah, a nice little pad there above South Canola Beach. So it's oh. kind of a pretty handy <laughs> spot to have. Stop it. Stop it. He's going well too. He's it's a good tough. player too. It it's very tough. He's a real good player as well. What's his? What's his? What's one of his worst habits to live with? Um, oh, he's pretty clean. I probably say he's cooking. We have um one night a week where we cook. Yeah. And I like to experiment a little bit, but his his bread and butter is just steak and potatoes, and just every week he'll flog them. For I, I've been there for about a year now, and every week he's cooked steak and potatoes. So <laughs> if he's listening, it wouldn't mind him, you know, maybe mixing it up once or twice. Yeah, no, are you also got a younger brother coming through also through the junior reps, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, um, Taj, he's um, nine in at the moment, and he's um, yeah, he's getting pretty good. He's getting close to that stage now where we're going to be button heads and he's definitely let me know about it. Jeez, that's in the family, isn't it? You're mm. butting heads with Jaden, your older brother, and then you got the young one, Taj, coming through. Okay, before we let you go, I just want to throw one question at you about your teammates. If you're all in a comedy club, yep. okay, you're all sitting there, and the comedian for the night that you're going to watch suddenly falls ill and and the, the host of the night says, is there anyone in the crowd... They can get up on stage and keep the crowd entertained telling jokes for 10 or 15 minutes. Who from the Cronulla Sharks would be that person? I reckon this is easy. Oh, 
that's so easy. Toby Rudolph. Yeah. They, yeah. He just, he's, he's both weird and funny and <laughs> the jokes definitely won't be PG, but, oh, he's, he, he'll get there and he'll get butt naked. He'll get, he'll do anything he can just to make the crowd laugh. It's always a good time. Oh, they're so important to your team, aren't they, those guys? Yeah. I reckon you have problems getting him off stage. That'll be, <laughs> yeah. uh, that'll be the hard one. Well, listen, <laughs> yeah. good luck this week. Magic round, when do you head to Brizzy? Um, yeah, we head there Friday afternoon. So we stay there overnight, um, play the game, and then head home Sunday morning. So, um, yeah, looking forward to playing that Magic round. It's always a... A good time, a good you know feeling around the the city, so it's um, going to be exciting. Yeah, good. So, and congratulations on the season you're having so far. Really yeah. enjoy watching you play. Controls outstanding. Your passing game's immaculate, and I've got no doubt in three or four years' time, this man will be playing Origin. So, well done, Blake. Yeah, well done, Blake. And good luck against the Dolphins, mate. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Uh, yes, welcome back to the show. Bit of fun and frivolity with Maddie McKeldin is coming up uh, on our SEN stations after 8 o'clock tonight with the driver's seat. Not sure if uh, Steve Johnson is he on the show. He does turn up sometimes. Yeah, with a bag of Maccas. Yeah. <laughs> There's still some Easter eggs to polish off in the kitchen, you boys. Hey, listen, uh, 0457 736 736 is our text. I'm going to get to your texts uh, in just a moment. Oh, my God. Who let the dogs out? What's happening? It means ring now. Who let the dogs out? That'll be stuck in my head. All right, if you want those VIP double passes uh, to Newcastle's 7.15 Greyhound Racing on Saturday night, thanks to Greyhound's uh, New South Wales Racing, includes free entry, food and bevos. Should be a bit... Mate, what, what's the race worth? We'll talk to... 500000 Yeah, we'll talk to um, Simon Orchard in just a moment about that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you're in the Newcastle area or even Sydney, Taree, Port Macquarie, and you can get... Or Central Coast. Muzzlebrook. Did you say? Stone. Did you say Musselbrook or is it Musselbrook? Musselbrook. Yeah. Curry, muzzle. Curry. Yes. Cessnock. Wagga Wagga. No, I'm just thinking no. of towns with two. Yeah. Two names, no, same thing. Mm. Uh, Newcastle Castle. <laughs> Mooney Mooney Bridge. That's on the central coast. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, we've proved a point here. Hey, um, a text from one two seven here, Sats, which I like. Talk the sharks up all you like. They let Cliff Lyons go bush before Greg Haywick brought him back yeah, to North. Yeah, a lot of people forgot that. Where Cronulla's, uh, where Cronulla's Nemesis Manly snapped him up. Sucko shark. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, boys, Wayne is an absolute legend. One question I'd love to ask him. We're talking about if you got to sit down with him for a few hours and talk about his career. What's your relax time and how do you do it? So basically his relax time... Uh, 302, is he goes to his farm in a place called Warwick mm. where basically he just goes and gets on his tractor and he just looks after the horses and the cattle and he's got a, a guy that looks after the farm most of the time. It's That's his away time. He puts the phone away and just, yeah, it's his, uh, it's his sanity, as he calls it. Yeah, right. Mm. Hamstrung from Narrabeen on the subject of Wayne O. Hey, guys, maybe they should consider naming the round after Wayne. Wayne Bennett. Of uh, have a player of the round called the Wayne Award. 
regardless if you like him, he's a bigger legend as any player in the history. Let me throw this at you, and I'll talk to – I just want to whet your appetite for tomorrow night, right? Yes. Um, we talk about immortals. Mm-hmm. He's a man who's coached 900 games, has yep. a winning percentage rate of what? Is that? 62.5%. <laughs> Why can't a coach become an immortal of the game? Uh, because usually the, the immortals is around your what you do on the field, okay? But but in saying that, because usually what you do off the field, whether it's behaviour, what you do in the community, has never really been taken into account. If it had, Ron Coote would have been an immortal years ago for what he's done off the field um, with men of league, which is now families of league. But uh, I, I, I agree with you 100% that if there are – conditions around what the immortals look like now in the voting process. Uh, Wayne Bennett is a walk-up before any player, to be quite honest. And many would say, well, what about Jack Gibson? Because he was a huge influence mm. on Wayne Bennett's career. And you're probably right, but when you look at the statistics and the, and the records, there's no one that's been better. Well, we might save that for tomorrow night and get you involved in that, uh, listeners. Talked about uh, Doja Katz earlier, who was uh, interviewed at the Met. Uh, not that I want to play this Okay, one. so tell me all about this. Wow. She answered every question as a cat. Like, we're in serious trouble, aren't we? You know, when all of us go, and we're Generation X, mm. when we go, I don't know what's behind us. When people are sharing videos of someone being interviewed at uh, Tosses Fashion Awards in New York and someone answers as a bloody cat, mm. oh, I, I, I don't get it. I just, I don't know. I just, it hurts my head. <laughs> uh, Keith from Tahari says, my cat jumped over a fence and got a tail caught between two wooden palings and completely degloved her tail. Oh, it cost him a thousand bucks to have her tail amputated. Oh, that's sad. That seems cheap. A thousand dollars? I hope he did it at a vet. Uh, hey, guys, this is from uh, Hamstrings Narrabeen. Uh, maybe an annual foot race down Caxton Street. For Magic Round, featuring Tomry Turbo against all the old drunk punters. <laughs> it could be the Tommy Turbo Dash. Yeah, I like I it. I like it. See, now this is what kiddies will pack Caxton Street for. Yeah, so we've got best try, best try celebration. Every player has his own song in case he scores a try. Biggest hit or best tackle. Mm. Uh, one here from 162, best mug shot from the weekend. Uh, what about uh, idea for Magic Round? Every player to play in their junior club socks. Get the commentators on board happen? to tell the audience about players' junior clubs. Broken Hill Bunny. Does that happen? It does happen in one round, I yeah. think. But it'd be great all in the one location. Magic Round, a lot more eyes. I-, I love it. I love that idea, Broken Hill Bunny. Yeah, can we stuff. add that to the list so we can send it to yeah. um, Peter Volandis when he talks about rugby league? Yeah, thank you. Good timing. That was that perfect. Was good. Then, like it? we've done it before. Gents, the NRL should give Wayne Bennett a sharp gold pen with a number one fix at the top of a golden point. Get, Get it? Ha ha. Joe and Carindale. Uh, hates golden point. I love Joe. Hey, Carindale, what a great shopping centre, Westfield there. It's massive. It takes about three weeks to find a shirt. Yeah. Hey, uh, Daniel from Prairiewood listening on the SCN app. Gents, with the Dragons coach Anthony Griffin shifting captain and halfback Ben Hunt to hooker, and promoting Bud Sullivan, Jaden Sullivan, to the halves to partner Talatoa Mono, both who came through as Steelers juniors like Luai and Clear at Panthers, 
is this Hook's last throw at the stumps to salvage St. George Illawarra's season and advertise his credentials for a future coaching job somewhere else? Yeah, it is the last throw at the stumps, dropping Zach Lomax. He had to make a change with a team that, even though if you lose by two points or 20 points, you're still losing. Yeah. So it is the last throw at the stumps. And I've got to say, I, I commend that he's had he's had the yeah, bravery to the do it, the courage yeah. to do it as well. It may backfire, or guess what? It may revitalise the team. But do you also think because, oh, bugger it, I'm not going to be here next year. Yeah, well, I mean, they haven't made a decision yet, but I think oh, the, well, you know I think the writing's on the wall, yeah, and I think he's accepted it as well, and he's trying to make a statement. Will he get a job somewhere else? Who knows? Would he go to England? Not quite sure, but I think his next move is... I hope not. In junior pathways. He's outstanding at that. 811 says, surely for Wayne's 900th, we get him an actual Bronco like a wild Brumby, mm. like the one from the man from Snowy River, and he can he can come screaming down Jackson Street, a la Tom Burlinson style. Not a bad idea. Like it. Wayne would love that. He would love the opportunity to ride a horse. Yeah. Wouldn't he? he should, well, there's Buck. Buck the Bronco mascot. Yeah. he just jump on the back of that. And that's where he coaches from on the weekend against Manly Friday night. Well, Wayne could walk up to Buck and go, Hello? And then jump on him. Actually, we didn't you get a comment from Buck the Bronco? I certainly did. <laughs> yeah, he Who sounds it. a lot like Camilla. Yeah. Actually, just on that, I've got a That's Ridiculous for you. Yeah. And I think it's from Rooster Muzz. Can we read it out? He, he's talking about, oh, I've lost it. But he talks about that the coronation on Saturday night yeah. is possibly going to outrate... The rugby league. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, absolutely well. What do you, you know, do? You like the king? I've grown fond of the royal family again. I, I lost my way there with them for a while, um, but I've got to say, um, I like Charles. See the coronation of the king, king's coronation. When the when they had it for the queen, it went for three and a half hours. He's dulled it down to just over an hour. Yeah, see, I like it. Yeah. And I like the way he mucks around with the punters when he's walking around, you mm. know. Um, see, um, old mate's going to be there. The runt of the litter. He's going to be in row 10. Is he going? He's going. Really? Good on him. Well, I is think Me- he, Is I think Megan he, going? No. Yeah. She. I think she. there's rumoured that she's going to turn up with Dojo Cat. Okay, so tell me all about this. Wow. <laughs> Far Sats and Woogie, on the topic of magic round floats for deceased clubs, how about a fibro house float for the old western suburbs magpies with a bucket filled with blood with the word silver tail on the side of it? And, oh, I love it, see? And you can just have the old players walk down the street and just slap kids in the face. Buy Wayne a box set of Clint Eastwood movies, Jeff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, he does look like Wayne. He does look like Clint Eastwood. Some ideas for AFL team out of uh, Tasmania. Ryan from Byron Bay, Tasmanian Devils, a.k.a. the Devils. Or AKA the Devils. We can't because it's owned by Warner Brothers, didn't you say? Because yeah. of the Tassie Devil. Warner Brothers, yeah. Yeah, cartoon. cartoon. Hey, boys, what about the Mappetites? No, you can't, mm. Ryan. Steve says on the back of Blake Braley's interview, great kid. What wasn't a great he? kid. Wasn't he? Comes from a terrific family from all reports. I've done the Sand Hills more than once. He's talking about the Wanda Sand Hills, which are the most torturous training session I think I ever did in my whole career. If you walk up it without stopping, you're doing well. Steve, I don't think you did the Wanda Sand Hills. I'm calling BS on this. <laughs> yeah, good call. Hey, listen, some breaking news coming out. A group of Newcastle players have flown to Bali during their bye week with Gus Gould not happy about it, saying they're coming off uh, a big loss against the Eels, you need to regroup, train hard and get prepared for the next game. These players need to find a new club.
Find a new club. I agree. I I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be allowing my players to to go on an international break. No way. But is the is the issue they shouldn't even be going? Like, I mean, have a few days off. Yeah, get it. I absolutely get it because you know you you got to reset and all that sort of stuff. But you know, I'm not going to Bali. I'm going to stay here and I'm just going to do a few extra things to get my game right for after after I mean, Magic Round. Getting away and taking your mind off rugby league when you when you're not having a a great season, it can be very refreshing. But it can revitalise. Bali, it's not going to do that. Nothing good. Is, nothing good is going to happen over there, which is going to be positive towards what's going on the rugby league field. I get it. Let's get away. Let's blow the gaskets. Let's just and then come back and focus on footy. When you're winning, you can do that because you're in the right frame of mind. When you're losing, it's it's not a great look, I don't think. It's, I mean, fine, go away for a few days with your mates or your partner, whatever it may be, and whether it's local, whether it's interstate, whatever it may be, something that's controllable. Mm. If you're going to Indonesia or you're going to Bali, there mm. are a lot of things that are well, out of your control. They're not going to a yoga retreat, right, are no. they? Are they, I've got a mate of mine. They'll be at Finn's. Mate of mine, Doggy, the Hello, plumber. Tony Smith in Bali listens <laughs> by the app. A uh, mate of mine, Doggy, who's the mm-hmm. um, a plumber, he's going to a Bali yoga retreat for a week. Yeah, my wife would do that. Yeah, well, my wife, my wife went to India for well, two weeks. Well, she's a female. For a yoga retreat. Yeah, but I can understand. She didn't have alcohol for two weeks. He hasn't had alcohol for about three years. Mm. And he wants to get that tattooed. I go, mate, don't do that because you could change your mind with me as a friend. Anything could happen. Hey, boys, what about the Tasmania Cascades? Nothing more Tas than that. Robin Blacktown, you are right. I had my oh, wedding. Robin Blacktown. I had my uh, wedding reception at the Cascades. What do we have for dinner tonight, Robin Blacktown? What do you mean? Well, apparently Joel and Fletch always have a chat to me about what he had for dinner. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. What about uh, the tadpoles? Or Rafa says the platypuses. Is Tasmania famous for? I don't know. Who's the first player from Newcastle if you said we're going to go to Bali for three or four days? Who's the first player that comes to mind that would be on that trip? Uh, it wouldn't be Callum Ponga, would it? Well, I think it would be the first. Tyson Gamble. I think it would be the first person that would come to a lot of people's mind, but we can confirm that he didn't go to Bali, which is Who? great. Callum Ponga. No, he wouldn't. No. I'd say Tyson Gamble. He'd probably be the agent booking it all. There's a big chance that the Indonesian officials, because he'd be such a <laughs> pest on the plane, would detain him at the other end, do some sort of cavity search. Yep. Because he'd be just that much of a pest oh, on the Oh, he'd be so flight. lippy, wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, Tim from Parks, who never freezes his meat, yep. says the Tasmanian ball bet terrors. I'd, I'd what? Tassie ball terrors? Yeah, I don't get that. don't know. Um, G'day, fellas. I'm not usually an AFL fan, but glad Tassie will have a team. I am too. They deserve it. Probably the funnest part of AFL would be picking the mascot with the Tasmanian team. If Devils can't be used, they could consider the Tassie spotted quoll, the Tassie something else, the Tasmanian wombats. Or we can't. We've had the map of Tasmania. Whatever it is, though. <laughs> but you still read it out, Muzza. Whatever it is, it needs to have two heads. You can't say that either. Why? My wife's Tasmanian. Yeah, I know. Alrighty, uh, one more, Wayne. Uh, how about we give Wayne for his 900th coaching game a gold-plated wheel ramp? Dremoyne <laughs> MC. Is that a bit nasty? <laughs> oh, it is, but it's funny. And before uh, we go to a break, because we the have only person to... that could say that to him would be Alfie Langer. Yep. Or Wendell Saylor. I reckon Kevin could get away with it too. By the way. Tongue in cheek. I don't know anymore whether he could. Before we go to the break, cheers, Wounded Eagle, says Reece Schuster. 
Who is advising this kid? Learn from a premiership winner, state of origin winning captain and Australian vice captain or Luke Brooks? I agree. Who would you rather be hanging around, DCE or Luke Brooks? Oh, now, I, don't, I, no, don't get on the Luke Brooks no, bandwagon because one good game. No, I don't think that's a question. I, I think what the statement that you have made, Wounded Eagle, is about who is advising you. Is a really good, that's a really good comment because he's only 21. He's 22 in about two or three days. Yeah, he may not be mature enough. He doesn't have the intelligence yet at the moment. But the quicker they can put some really positive yeah. reinforcement around him, the quicker yeah. he'll get to that point. I've got to read out this text. This is a ripper. Uh, this is um, from Rooster Mungrel. Let me tell you this. Woogie, can you confirm media reports that Camilla won't be sitting in the raw carriage? She'll be pulling it. <laughs> That's rough. That's cruel. That is cruel. That won't happen. I think they're driving. You're laughing. You can't. No, I was you just can't a, have a go. I, I, just, I, I just saw a sneak preview of your last laugh. Hey, we've got to go to a break. When we come back, a massive race happening at the Gardens in Newcastle this Saturday night. It is the seven fifteen. Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing New South Wales joins us next. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Time to get a Greyhound Racing New South Wales update. Satsy, this man joins us every week. Uh, Simon Orchard, the Ladbroke 7.15 this Saturday at the Gardens, Newcastle. What are you really gambling with? We gave away some VIP tickets a little earlier with Who Let The Dogs Out? Oof. Oof. You're trying to look for a button to push then, weren't you? Yeah, I didn't want to blow song. bloody Simon's ear off. Yeah. Simon, how are you, my friend? It's a big one, 500 grand race this Saturday. That's amazing, 500. Yeah, I know, I I'm know. bloody good. Yeah. Even better now that you've uh, sung a bit of my favourite band, one-hit wonder band ever, Baha Men. They yeah. actually sang that. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Out. Get ready for it. Dogs out. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? <laughs> This should be his. This should be his thing at the start of every week we talk to him. That's a brilliant idea. Can we do that? Yeah, we'll do be. that. We'll yeah. do that for next team. week. Yeah. Yep. Done. We can't play it again uh, tonight because I don't want to give away some more tickets. So that wasn't your cue to call. But mate, this race in Newcastle on Saturday night. Let me just say it again. Sats and Simon, five hundred thousand dollar race. How incredible Who is that? Thunk it. Yeah. How good is it? I sort of buried the lead there. We went in a different direction. But you're right, half a million bucks. And there's a heap of great storylines, fellas. There's three dogs from the one camp down in Victoria, Tim and Jeff Britton. So they've got three and eight chance of winning 500 grand. The dog in box one, Palawar King, it's trained by Jack and Marie Smith. They actually won the race last year with Miss Esme. So they could become million-dollar earners if they were to take out the race again. There's a great backstory behind last year's race, fellas. This... This dog, uh, Miss Esme, was actually driving from Forbes to Newcastle with Marie Smith. It's a six-hour trip. The car broke down at a place named Sandy Hollow, and Marie, God bless her, she had to wave down an unsuspecting uh, passerby who picked her up, oh, drove her right. and the dog to the garden. Yeah. They, chatted, they chatted the whole way, and he sort of said, oh, have you, you got anything on tonight? She said, oh, just a race, yeah, a bit of a dog race. And anyway, they won for half a million bucks. So yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen again. Uh, and then we've got some great dogs as well by the names of Zipping Orlando and Punnett's Bandit. 
who are group winners already. Uh, honestly, we couldn't have asked for a better final. Everywhere you look, there's a different avenue, there's a different angle, and there's some wonderful trainers who are hoping to become half a millionaire. Is that and, a thing, or did I just make that up? Oh, I don't yeah, know. Right, we'll go good. with it. We'll go good. With now, it. it's a difficult one to pick also, isn't it, From with the uh, with the bookmakers, Simon? Because five or six dogs are going to be in single figures. Yeah, you're spot on, Sats. Uh, and they're the difficult, they're the toughest ones to pick. You, you know, normally in the dog game, we've always got a dog that's about the two dollar mark or less. In this one, it honestly could be four or five different dogs that take it out. If we ran the race ten times, we'd probably have five or six different winners. Look, Palawa King was the fastest qualifier from box one last week, and by a by a margin, about three lengths in the end quicker than the rest of the dogs. The track was a little bit funny last week. It sort of rained and was a bit damp early on, and then it dried out. So maybe that's the reason. Palawa King absolutely stormed home in that final heat. Zipping Orlando is drawn perfectly in box two. I reckon he's the one to beat. He's a group one winner over the staying trip just a, about a month ago, the Association Cup. And Minnie Finn, his trainer, uh, looked like the cat that got the cream when she got box two. She was very, very happy. Uh, but as I mentioned, there's some wonderful dogs. You can't underestimate the Victorians. Last week, we didn't really give them much air and they ended up winning, uh, getting three dogs through. So Jeff Britton, the master at training, stays. So yeah, it's a tough one to pick. Uh, if I had to go one, but it's picking Orlando. It's race 12 on the car. The lucky last at the Gardens Saturday night. I think it's a nine o'clock start, so we'll be up late. And we've got some great uh, entertainment on track as well, fellas. McAllister Kemp, a real rootin' tootin' country rock band who was sure to get the crowd fired up. And other cups this weekend as well? It sure is. Yeah, they've sort of been um, not shunned at all. We're trying to do our best to promote them as well. But the Broken Hill Cup, and the Grafton Cup are on Sunday. So the Broken Hill Cup worth ten grand. Grafton Cup Group 3 event worth $25,000. Both all? pretty new races. I think we actually started them both last year. Yeah, is that all? <laughs> Will dogs be getting out of bed? Will dogs, Simon, will dogs be getting out of bed for <laughs> twenty five grand? Hmm? <laughs> well, look, you've got to start somewhere, right? I'm sure Well, the 715 is very new. So maybe one day the Broken Hill Cup, <laughs> if we gave away half a million bucks out there on the red dirt. Uh, but no, nah, look, I reckon these country cups, anyone that's been to a race day out in the country, they know that country people just do it better. They yep. drink more, they probably gamble <laughs> uh, less responsibly, and <laughs> they just they get behind their dog. And look, to be honest, fellas, a lot of our participants, owners, trainers, breeders, um, are born and bred in the country. So this is the lifeblood of our industry. We try and take care of them and... Um, as I said, these two new, two new races kicked off last year. They're in their second edition this year, and they're wonderful finals as well. So make sure you keep your eyes out Sunday, Arvo, if you've still got some money after the 7.15 Saturday night. Right here. Now, one dog that you're not winning any money on, and here it's the go. Sports Day Ambassador, our very own Fat Pizza, <laughs> raced at Richmond. Richmond's its, it's a shtick. It's its go-to track. Right. Not For a lot what? of success. <laughs> For what? Fourth. 30th of April. Yes. Um, so three days ago, uh, Fat Pizza raced. Yep. Fourth, yep. Simon. Just can't get there. <laughs> yeah, look, an admirable fourth, it must be said. Uh, oh, is this such an admirable fourth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the best thing about this is, fellas, that uh, about six months ago, we actually introduced fourth place prize money. So now first, second, third, and fourth uh, get a check. Oh, so everyone gets a ribbon. Is that, like, is that like everyone now? Like everyone gets a ribbon? Participation cash. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a little bit like that, but at the end of the day, you know, these guys are doing the hard yards. And look, I really hope, and this is my mission for next week, that we can get Nick on the show. Yeah. Uh, Fat Pizza, for everyone following along, now takes his record to 60 starts, zero wins, 14 seconds and 17 thirds. But, fellas, mm. I reckon he could be a chance on Saturday. He's drawn a race 
uh, box four, 520, that I think can suit. There's not a lot of uh, speed, I guess, is the best word to put it yeah, politely in the race. That. I don't mm. want to jinx him. But this could be D-Day for Fat Pizza. Yeah, Start 61. Maybe what, he can get up. What day is that? Sunday, did you say, at Richmond? Uh, that is Saturday, Saturday, I believe, at Richmond. Oh, yeah. okay. He's nominated there. Nice. Yep. All right, mate. Got some tips for Wenty Park tonight? Yeah, sure do. Short and sweet, uh, 6-1, Zipping Vanessa. That's race six, number one, Zipping Vanessa, into race eight, number three, Modern Swinger. Stats uh, knows about oh, Modern Swinger. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Only get Fat Pizza and Modern from... Swinger in the same room. Oh, what a night. <laughs> yeah. And Zipping Vanessa. Oh, yeah. mate, you just need a... Zipping Vanessa, uh, maybe a dog called Cigar. I think oh. there's a dog called Cigar somewhere. Yeah, cigar before or after. Yeah, look, yeah. I reckon you can multi right these up. You can multi these up, boys. Okay. Six one, zipping Vanessa into eight three modern swinger. Both Beautiful. pretty short, both pretty sweet, both pretty fast. Right here, lad breaks seven fifteen. The world's richest staying race this Saturday at the Gardens, Newcastle. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. He got a bit edgy then, Simon, didn't he? He did. He's very edgy. Risque Simon, they call him. Yeah. In the biz. Yeah. Uh, Risque. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, for our listeners through uh, SCN, the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Steve Johnson coming up uh, very soon. In fact, Steve Johnson is in the house. Eight minutes early. Bizarre. Rightio, last bl- <laughs> uh, let's do last text before we get to the last laugh. Satsy. Um, there's plenty here. And can you ask Mr. Crow, Russell Crow, who's on tomorrow night, listeners? Uh, we are going, when are we going to get the charity shield in tomorrow? Oh, this will be – yeah, Rabbit Borough tomorrow. I think, there's a, I think there's a deal with Bathurst and Mudgee. I think there's a bit of a deal with Right, Mudgee. okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it would be a great idea to take it to as many places as possible. Yeah. The Amber Seagull, I tell you what the world's coming to, boys. There's kids at the local high school that identify as animals. Yeah, they do. We've got to admit, I think we've talked about this on the air before. They're at my girls' school as well. There's like people identify as birds. And so instead of having a like a like a desk, do they just have like a like a a bit of wood that comes out from the wall and they just sit up on there? Yeah. And okay. beneath them, we put, like, newspaper so they can do a poop. Okay, right, yeah. gotcha. Um, boys, I'm different Rob in Blacktown. I'm not Rob from Blacktown. But you are Rob from Blacktown. No, he's Rob in Blacktown. He might not – when he's sending the text, he might be in Blacktown itself. <laughs> Matt Rogers says, fat pizza is a lemon. I want a new dog. Why are you still listening? You're skinnier than a greyhound. Uh, Steve says, <laughs> we had a go at him about going to the Wanda Sandhills. I don't think it ever happened. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was lying. I was into fitness in one chapter of my life, Sats. That was many chapters ago. Used to do sand hills one Sunday morning each month for about six months. Are you insane? Mm. You don't choose to do that unless, you got to, no. unless you're told to do it. Hey, Daddy Vass has updated us too on the Newcastle players. Yeah. And by the way, we're joking about Tyson Gamble being, you know, the first one to book and all that. Um, can confirm KP didn't fly to Bali and he says they aren't in Bali. They look like they're in Fiji okay. with their missos. Evening Sats and Woogie. I agree that the Knights stay internal. I think Trell sets the bar when he's downtime by working on the farm, time out in the country. Mickey G from Woodbury. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. What about the Tassie oysters? They've got great oysters, dancing Ooh, bear. But could you imagine what that large mascot will look like? Oh, yeah. 
You want to be really good with the design. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, hi, guys. Sorry to say, but I think Tommy T is now damaged goods. Don't think New South Wales can afford to risk him in origin. Scott from Quakers Hill. Sats, yes. I've, got, I've got a question I want to ask you and the rat tomorrow night mm-hmm. uh, when we have Russell Crowe on the show. But aside from that, I, I, I believe Queensland should now be firm favourites for State of Origin. I want to save it for tomorrow yeah. night and I'll ask you both. I think there's a lot of con- injury concerns around the Blues. Can we have a little bit more of a discussion around that? Because Matty Johns has come out and says he thinks Cam Murray should play in the middle, and by putting him on an edge like they have in a couple of years past, is a waste. Come so, on, that's ridiculous. You to start him on the bench or something, doesn't he? Or on the bench and come on in the middle for Isaiah Yo or someone. I'm not sure, but All right. I, I think it's worth the discussion. Very quick A-League update. This weekend, Sydney Derby elimination final doesn't get bigger. Western Sydney Wanderers versus Sydney FC search A-League for tickets, it's going to be an absolute beauty. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Yeah, search A-Leagues for tickets. Radio Sats. It, it's not a joke, actually. Today I was at the doctor's. I was in the doctor's surgery. Oh, I'm sorry. And, yeah, I, and anyway, the doctor came out to call my name and this lady came bursting through the doors and she goes, help me, help me, I'm shrinking, I'm shrinking. And the doctor went, whoa, whoa, whoa. you just got to be a little patient. <laughs> this is funnier. Okay, so tell me all about this. <laughs> I mean... That's not funny. Who, wait, so who made it? <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. Grab the podcast, Sports Day New South Wales. We'll be back tomorrow night with a rat. Two hours show tomorrow night. Goodbye.